Well, hey everyone, welcome to episode 133 of F-Stop Collaborate and Listen. This week's episode features a nature and landscape photographer from Western Australia, Dylan Fox. Dylan is the 2018 Australian Geographic Landscape Photographer of the Year and a super awesome dude. Uh, Dylan and I explored a couple of really interesting topics this week and we had a really uh, great chat. Talked about how he got into photography, um, how he gathers inspiration from other art forms. Talked about uh, doing what you want versus seeking approval from others. Um, how to get inspired by other photographers without copying them. How to respond to unsolicited critiques, and his motivation as a photographer, and lots, lots more. Over on Patreon this week. Dylan and I talk for an extra 30 plus minutes about how to get started in drone photography using tripods or not, uh, New Zealand, and a lot more. All right. Well, before we get started, I wanted to thank some of the sponsors of our Landscape Conservation Award, which is powered by the patrons of the podcast on Patreon. We will be closing nominations for the award at the end of December. So without further ado, Thank you to Shimoda Designs for their amazing contribution. They are donating to the winner of the award a camera bag of their choice, a core unit, and a roller and accessory case, a $779 value. Shimoda recently sent me their latest camera backpack, the Action X. They just put up a Kickstarter project that I'll link to in the liner notes. The Action X backpack has been redesigned from the ground up to meet the grueling demands of action and landscape photographers like us. I recently put it through rigorous tests on a recent 11-day trip here in Colorado, and I could not recommend this backpack system more. It really has everything you'd want in a camera backpack system. You can check out my review of the backpack system by visiting the link in the liner notes of the podcast. All right, well, thanks for checking it out, and let's get to the show. Dylan Fox, man, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me, mate. Yeah, man, no problem. I've been uh, trying to get this to happen for a long time. I think you've been recommended at least two or three times now uh, by your fellow Aussies. So, <laughs> oh, that that uh, I heard one of them was Scott McCook, and even that was enough to uh, spin me out. <laughs> yeah, Scott's a he's a he's a fantastic photographer, man. Tell you what, yeah, his area works crazy. Like oh, I spend a lot of time in airplanes. It's unreal, man. Like every time I every time I want to try to blow someone's mind, you know, like have you ever heard of this guy? And like check this out. And they'll look at it and they're like, what? <laughs> yeah. I had the same thing just the other day with uh Eric Bennett had posted a bunch of stuff in his story on Instagram of a guy I'd never heard of, like real kind of intimate landscape stuff. I can't remember the guy's name already, but <laughs> unbelievable. Like just some of the stuff you, you've never seen, like people you've never heard of and yeah. other people have been following for years and you're like, how did I miss out on this? <laughs> right, like how did that happen? Well, hopefully yeah. hopefully uh, through the podcast we can uncover some of that stuff. So, um, well, for people that maybe have never heard of you before, maybe uh, tell everyone a little bit about yourself and um, kind of transition into uh, how you got into photography to begin with. Uh, I'm a... Uh... Yeah, I live in WA in Perth in Western Australia, um, which I think is a state a lot a lot of people I've spoken to in the US aren't I don't think grasp the size of one Australia, but right. Western Australia. <laughs> I think I think it's the biggest state in the world, um, if I'm not mistaken. But it's 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 huge. So we actually have like regions within the state, um, which would be places you heard like the Pilbara, Kimberley, and I mean the Kimberley's bigger than most countries in the world as well. Wow. Um, so it's huge. Um, yeah, so I've I've grown up and always lived here. I lived in the states briefly as a kid, not that I remember. Um, my little <laughs> sister was born in born in Denver. Um, there you go. That's close. I, to we, me. Yeah, yeah. I, oh man, I love Denver. I go back there a lot. But um, we were there for like yeah, a year and a half, and then then back to Perth. Um, and I've yeah been here ever since. I'm uh I'm 
engaged. I got engaged actually last time I was in the States in uh, Alabama Hills. Oh, cool. Congratulations. Um, yeah, thanks. It was, yeah, where, where the wedding planning is non-existent and slow because we've been traveling. But, <laughs> so that was like a year and a half ago. But uh, but no, we've been traveling instead. So no, it's been awesome. Um, yeah, and then I guess I, I don't think there's too much else to know about me other than... Yeah, are you, uh, are you doing photography uh, full-time? Yeah, so I was going to say pretty much everything else about me is probably photography and media related in some way. Um, I, when I was a kid, all through, you know, my teenage years, I was, you know, kind of a diehard skateboarder. Um, I've skated kind of all my life. Uh, oh, that's the uh, Eric Bennett connection then. Yeah, man, he rips. He's good. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I've, that's, I always loved photography. Like I, I have my first memories with a camera, I think were in Colorado, oddly enough. Um, I remember being on a train somewhere because I was with my uncle and auntie that live in Col- in Denver and uh, using my mum's camera, like an old film Canon SLR that I've got, I've still got it somewhere. Um, literally just taking photos of, of nothing. Um, <laughs> but for some reason, just loved taking photos. I guess I just thought it was a, like just cool that you could take pictures of things. Right. Um, yeah. And then eventually that same camera I started using, taking photos of my mate skating um and really got into that and then yeah in high school it wasn't something I could really study it wasn't popular enough at that stage so this was I was in high school from 2003 to 2007 and back then the first three years they didn't run it for my year group because there wasn't enough people (laughs) signing up for it whereas now like kids probably can't get a spot um so I did it in year 11 year 12 and it was the only class that I've literally ever had straight A's in because I was just obsessed with it. <laughs> yeah, and then got into landscape photography year 12. We had a um, like a photography camp trip over, a, I think it was just a couple nights or two or three nights over at Rottnest Island, which is off the coast of WA, which I don't know if you've seen them. It's where the quokkas are and everyone, like all the celebrities do those photos with the quokkas. Um, they're like little smiling looking marsupials. No, I haven't seen that. Oh, they've, yeah, they've gone... <laughs> Every every celebrity that goes there has to get a photo with a quokka. They're like these. They're like a big. They're like a small kangaroo crossed with a <laughs> rat. I don't know how to explain them. They're like a massive rat, but they're cute and they're slow. And um, I think that's the only place they exist. I could be wrong. There's none like in WA. How do you I think spell that? Similar to them on the mainland, but Q U O K K A. Yeah. So like every celebrity that goes there, you'll see them getting photos because they look like they're smiling so um yeah we were over on that island just yeah like a school trip I think it was just for a weekend um and my photography teacher I still talk to him every now and then he lives around the corner from me um he was just you know a legend and I was such good mates with him um which helps having a teacher that you get along with absolutely yeah and that was the first time part of the thing we had to do over there we had to get port like we had two tasks one being portrait shots for our portfolio of the year and then a couple landscapes and I, I I vividly remember that first sunrise we shot a few few of us kids got out of bed for it and uh I was literally just hooked on landscape like instantly the rest of the day I was just riding it's a there's no cars on the island so I was just riding my bike around looking for whatever I was going to do at sun like inst- yeah just instantly hooked that's awesome yeah and it just it literally never stopped it's- which I know everyone everyone all of us probably have the same feeling it's just yeah yeah it's funny um, when you obsessed. when I when I googled yeah. uh, Dylan Fox, uh, Australia photographer, some other guy pops up, and he's like all into portraits and couples photos. <laughs> like, so yeah, you have a brother out there who who took the other path. Oh really? <laughs> oh, someone's yeah, someone someone's uh, yeah, snaking me. <laughs> no, I've never heard of him. The last time I googled, I was like, no, this can't be right. <laughs> Yeah, the last time I Googled my name to see, I think it was just to check like Google rankings. And I'm pretty sure, was it a pro wrestler or something? There was something weird, or a bodybuilder, like some oiled up buff dude, but that <laughs> oh, wasn't me. <laughs> that's the best. That's awesome. So what was it about um, landscape that got you hooked instead of portraits? Initially, before that trip, we had to, you know, kind of research that kind of photography. So I was researching landscapes and... Um, one of Australia's best known landscape photographers, um, 
starting work still he's uh although it's not so much i guess he doesn't do a lot of the traditional he was back then it was like all film panoramic stuff so um you know his style's definitely evolved from that but that was what i was looking at that was christian fletcher um Mm -hmm. huge wa photographer and he his work was you googled rottenest island photography and it was just him really um (laughs) so i was i was basically just going out on that first trip and i was because I knew the place, I knew Rottnest so well because I've been going there all my life for family trips. Um, you'd see these spots and not putting it all together, but like they're in really good sunset light. At the time, that's not what you're thinking, but you're just going, wow, I know that spot and it looks crazy in this photo and it might just be of a, a jetty or whatever it was. Um, so I literally went over with the intention of just 100% copying Christian's work for my year 12 portfolio. <laughs> you're in high school though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not uh, as yeah a, then it was cool not as a fellow professional the of, <laughs> definitely not no 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 <laughs> but uh yeah by the end of that year i think it, yeah no nah, man i was uh <laughs> didn't know any better back then but i think everyone kind of starts that way you see stuff you love and oh for sure you try to emulate it and i think it's that way with any art and and to say i think for anyone to say now i don't think anyone really would but to say now even as a professional photographer i think you're kind of you do your own thing but subconsciously it's all just you know probably just a a, a mashup of all the work you love from different people and you kind of subconsciously then see that way that's interesting that you put it that way because um i think you're the first person i've talked to that describes it that way because i kind of feel you know i've been asked before like oh what's your creative process and like how do you see things and like how do you take original photos or whatever and it's sometimes i'm just like uh, it's i just see things that look super interesting and i try to take them in a way that looks good you know like mm, I, I, yeah. I don't have like a really elaborate response usually to that question so i like that you that you've said that i think maybe we just think of like the types of photos we've seen that we like I like, yeah, I think, I think that's probably the case. I remember, I think it was a magazine years ago and I was doing just, you know, filling out an interview type thing. And there was a question like, is there anything in landscape, this, and this don't, I don't want this to sound arrogant. Is there anything in land with, with your landscape photography work that you feel like you, you can't do or can't do yet or something like that? And I said, no, I don't, you could do anything. It's it, the, it's, do you see it? Will you see it when the opportunity arises? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's how everyone kind of, you know, how anyone's work is different is how do they see things? You know, I'll, I'll walk past something that the next guy will shoot and it's bloody amazing. I didn't even see it, you know? Yeah, it's funny. I feel like my goal as a photographer lately has been to see things that I normally wouldn't have seen before. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm kind of in the, the same spot. It, yeah. I think especially when I was younger, in those first four or five years, you kind of just like, I was kind of, it was just like, this is what I do. This is my style. This is what I like to shoot. And now it's kind of just like, I'll just, I'll, whatever. Like, I, you know, it's all natural stuff. I don't really like shooting anything with man made objects in it. But, sure. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of just whatever grabs your attention, it's just point the camera and press the button type thing. Yeah. I'm curious, uh, do you, uh, do you have, inspiration or do you get inspiration from from other art forms as well yeah i not uh i almost said primarily but that's not true i like a lot of it does come from other art forms like even just watching a movie isn't you know watching a movie and just seeing like how much work goes into the lighting and how much thought goes into that and, and compositions you know it's usually you just watch a movie and you're like man that was that was an awesome movie but um i've just finished this what are they up to? Sixth season or something of Peaky Blinders? I don't know if you've seen that on Netflix. Okay, I have not seen it, but oh, it's on man, my list. It's, <laughs> it's the best. And um, just watching that, like I'm just forever like, God, the amount of work in this lighting and the color grading right. and all of that, it's just insane. Um, Did you, uh, have you ever seen uh, The Revenant with um, Leo, Leonardo DiCaprio? No, I don't think so. Okay. Well, um, I think they filmed a lot of it in South America um, and then like a little bit in Canada. But one of the, I think it's like the opening scene is like him and a bunch of other people. They're like walking really slowly. I think they're hunting actually, but they're walking really slowly through a riverbed, 
like up the river and it's a pretty shallow river and they just have all these scenes where like the camera is like super low to the water and you can see people's feet and stuff like it's always just struck me as like cinematography genius because it's just like it transports you there and i don't know it's just i don't know it's pretty amazing how movies can do that yeah Yeah. and then like always just amazed at the you know you kind of think like how does it cost so much money to make a movie and then you're like well (laughs) imagine how much time they spent making that 10 second shot right probably and how many people were involved (laughs) yeah it's insane so yeah i mean that that kind of just came to mind but primarily probably music like being the other you know we all at some point listen and consume music but just listening to guys that i'm a big hip-hop fan i listen to all music but probably primarily hip-hop and okay you know listening to when people will do albums that are just real different to the last one i guess it's the kind of like the david bowie type thing where every album isn't like the last Uh but it's still clearly there yeah 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 um so like one, one I, th- I think one that stood out to me was Kendrick Lamar after I think that first album where he then kind of blew up and then the second album was kind of de- a departure from that and, you know, it wasn't all just like hits for the radio type thing. Like it was still those people that are super successful just doing stuff that really still means means something mm-hmm. to them. I, I, I think it's awesome and, and not following the trend, mm-hmm. um, just trying to be unique. Yeah. Do you... Um, uh... Do yeah, you find yourself so, as a photographer striving to be unique and different from from the rest of the crowd, or is that something you even think about? Yeah, one one hundred percent. Which is easier said than done. Oh, totally. Um, especially what we just talked about. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I guess for me, I've never really, other than the people's work, that like I'll see it and love it, and then I'm hooked on on their work, and they they just become one of the people like now on Instagram that you follow or whatever, and you know, then constantly pops up in your feed if the algorithms are kind enough. Um, <laughs> right. Oh, it's a nightmare. Just trying to see the stuff you want to see. But uh, I don't always kind of look at that much landscape photography. Um, mm-hmm. I, th- I, you, I think you just kind of get swamped with it. And, yeah, it's it's it. I've always kind of just gone like, you know, maybe these are my five favorite guys or these are my or guys and gals and or the, there's ten of them and I'll just – you know, you just go to their feed to see what they've been up to. And it's just like, gee, like, Jesus Christ. You kind of just go like, well, I'm going to throw my camera away. Cause... <laughs> right. Like every time uh, David Thompson posts, I'm like, uh. I was just going to say today, every time he puts something out of those goddamn know, trees, I'm, like, I'm just uh. like, I message him. I'm just like, fuck, man. Like, oh, I'm like, uh. and you message him before he puts them out. And you're like, you've been up too much? Like, you've been sure? Oh, yeah, kind of. Right. Like, a little bit. Yeah, nothing, no. nothing. And then he puts out like this crazy portfolio. Right. Like, he has like 10 years worth of photos that he just drops in yeah. an album. He's like, bam. <laughs> yeah, it's nuts. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's nuts. It's also demoralizing, but it's also super inspiring at the same time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I want, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, and I think, I think that's, yeah, just like a crazy driving force too. And, and, and on the topic of David, he's awesome. And when I was in the States last year in 2018, me and the missus, um, hired well i guess what you guys call an rv we call it probably like a camper van uh, like a massive rv um and we my sister lives in la so we started in la picked it up there and then made our way out to utah um and david was awesome man we 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 spoke on skype and stuff before we we didn't really know each other at all and uh like yeah took the time out of his day to just be like man you should hit this spot this place is sick you can camp here and i mean especially with utah like now having been there it's so oh, good where it's just all these public lands and he's like oh just go and yeah i can't get couldn't get my head around it until i was there he's like oh no you can just kind of camp wherever like you're like what public lands. <laughs> like, yeah i'm kind of like you know wa has more land than anywhere like uninhabited land than anywhere and you still i feel like sometimes you're still in the middle of nowhere and you would see a little tiny sign in the bush that just says no camping <laughs> you're like what there's like, no one here <laughs> yeah. i mean I, I'll, I'll still camp in those places i think as long as you're respectful but i think that that I get what they're doing, but I feel like that that um that cynical side of you just goes, Oh, you just want me to pay for campgrounds. Right, right. No, yeah. That also have no facilities. Yeah, to- no, DT is awesome. Love that guy. Um Well, but back to the original question, like so if if uh one of your goals is to kind of differentiate yourself as an artist, as a photographer, like how do you do that? 
<laughs> I mean, that's like, oh yeah, I do that all the time. Uh, like, I, it's it seems like either I found that people either really care about that or they really don't, and the people that don't, you know, it's it's fine. But the people that do, I'm always curious about, like, ha- what is their approach to doing that? Because it's such a kind of abstract thing to think about. Yeah, I think I think primarily for me, it's like that I don't overload myself with looking. I think I kind of go through, you know ups and downs with it like where you just get into a you've been shooting and then then you know i'll usually sit on stuff but then it's like if you've got a, a full a free weekend it's like man i'm just i'm gonna start editing and then so, sometimes you know everything you put everything you edit and then you look at it 10 minutes later and you're like well that's shit and you just bin it but <laughs> then sometimes you just get in a, yep. in a call it i don't know state it it's all it really is kind of like a, a form of meditation like you just except you're looking at a screen but you just you, you're really locked in like well that's the way i feel anyway and provided that those times i've found when it goes really kind of off the rails is if you're trying to edit and you're also within that day is also finding yourself looking at other people's photos i think it really then skews you to being like you know that one photo is stuck in your head and you're like well maybe i'll darken it here because that's what they, they did and that looks sick and then maybe i'll brighten and then i'll add some color so i think it's just not for me it's not looking not swamping myself with stuff um especially when i'm in one of those kind of creative moments where i'm where i am particularly on a, in processing yeah. times um and, and a lot of my favorite photographs and and ones that don't do as much for me but i guess that have been received well by others um are ones that uh i want to say I, I put little thought into if that makes sense it's more just flow yeah. yeah yeah i guess it's yeah. that flow state you hear people to, like with rock climbers or whatever where you're not thinking about anything you're just kind of there and not stressing over every little move like you make you just this is the same when you're out shooting you're just shooting and then you get back you look what you got and you go i like this one i'll have a play around with that and you're not thinking like you're not yeah not stressing over like um what the end result is going to be kind of just kind of just going in and winging it i just say you know yeah it's kind of funny how that works right and yeah and i think i mean not to say every time you're gonna make something good but i think my best work has pro is generally yeah when you when i'm doing it that way like because i've definitely had times that i mean i've been doing 2006 or 13 years now uh definitely had times where you're like know of someone else's photo that's not the same spot or anything but it's a similar scene or colors or light or whatever it might be and that's kind of glued in your head and then you're editing and you can't get that out of your head and you go like i've just done all this and it's consciously or not like emulating <laughs> that for other photograph of someone's and you're like and uh-huh. i've done that no justice um so yeah i think for me it's just having that little bit of faith in yourself i guess that yeah it's and, you, and then but then then in two three years time you'll look back and you'll be like oh all those photos suck <laughs> I need, i'm shit i need to start again yeah it's it's interesting uh a friend of mine sarah marino talks a lot about um photographic celibacy which i think she got that from a guy named um cole thompson uh he's a black and white photographer but basically the idea is like not to look at a lot of other photography because it you know if yeah. The less time you look at other people's stuff, the less, I guess, influenced you're going to be by how they think about the creative process or how, you know, like when you're out in the field and yeah. you have a very specific photograph in mind, uh, you're going to try to get that photograph and you're going to miss all kinds of other stuff that um, you otherwise would be super open to seeing or trying to get. So um, I kind of like that idea. One hot, yeah, I'm very precisely kind of sums up my... Uh... Yeah, but it's hard, right? My thought process or <laughs> attitude towards it. So, yeah, there are those times where I'm, oh, definitely, but sometimes there are those days where you just sit on Instagram and you're just flicking through and going, you, you know, your and, and they have to be your favorite photographers and, like, work that makes you kind of stop in your tracks, which is something I've always been, uh, that I've always suggested to people who are kind of starting out, you know, if you're doing, uh, like, a kind of guest presentation at a camera club locally or something, I've always just said, like, you know, find work that you know they might have prior to instagram being so big but now you might see you know they might have fifty thousand followers but if it doesn't if it's not exciting it's like music you know like just because it's popular doesn't mean you have to love it you know um and it's not to say it's not good it's just not your thing so it's i've always said to people you know you need to find what really inspires you and um especially when you're starting out and just kind of 
study their work. I've always found just studying people's work when I was starting out was like, what are they doing? What 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 do I do I and don't I like about it? Like, what what makes this photograph compelling? And I, just staring at a photo, you can go, well, the light's drawing your eye here. There's more contrast here, so I look here or color or um, it's really really dark here. Yeah, things that you might not notice when on first glance. Um, yeah. Actually, had a really interesting uh, conversation on the podcast with a guy uh, named Jason Matias, where he talks about uh, finding your vision, and he has a whole process for it, where he basically tells you to like, you know, go to Flickr, or go to Instagram, or whatever, and find like a hundred photos um, that you love, and print them, like print them on a eleven and a half inch by or sorry, 11 by eight and a half inch piece of paper. And then on the back, like write down all the reasons why you like it, you know, like, Oh, I like the way the shadows are. I like the, I like the way the composition does this or that. And then when you're done, like it takes a while, right? Like you go through a hundred shots or a hundred pieces of art. And then you start listing out all the commonalities and like whatever it is about those things that you like, like those are the, that's, kind of what path you should try to follow to find your own vision because those are the things that you like. And I think, like you said earlier, a lot of us already do that naturally, kind of like subconsciously. (laughs) Yeah, I was just going to say, I think subconsciously then that's what bleeds into your work, uh, whether it be intentional or not. Right. Um, like it, it almost kind of contradicts what I said by not looking at a lot of work. And but It's hard. I think you you can do both, you know. Yeah, and I think in my earlier years, like I definitely – I remember my first time I went to Karajini up – up north uh, here in WA and I was, you know, just wandering around one day and one photograph that I've still got somewhere um, and although you would never know it just by looking at it but the instant I saw this tree um, and it just had a uh, like a rocky rocky cliff kind of face as a backdrop, um, mm-hmm. it instantly reminded me of uh, one of Ansel Adams, one of my favourite photos of his that's a aspen uh, tree I think there's like three three of them sticking out of the ground or something I haven't seen it for a long I've got it on the cover of a book here somewhere but um, yeah it's just the, the really white trunk of the tree and then all the other ones behind it but they kind of really fade off into black pretty quickly yeah um, and I just walked past this one tree it was just a, you know a white um, tree trunk sticking up out of the ground and with that shadowed backdrop i just instantly went well that's a black and white and it, it just it wasn't the same scene it just reminded me of it so yeah, quickly so right um that one was a very conscious i guess um right but you wouldn't it's interesting one, but, right like without studying other people's work you may not have been open to seeing that exactly yeah because i mean that's in a red desert scene so it's completely different yeah but at the same time if you would have studied a bunch of work from somebody from that same area with red desert you'd be looking for those same shots. But it's almost like, I was just saying, it's almost like it's okay to study other people's stuff, but maybe don't like, like try to get specific photos in your mind that you want to copy. Yeah, which I guess then leads on to, you know, before I go on a trip, um, you know, you want to look at, I guess, stuff on Google, whether it be professional photographs or mm-hmm, not, just mm-hmm. to kind of see an area, um, I guess kind of, you know, digitally scouting places. Um Right, like what's there? <laughs> yeah, but then in the lead up to that trip, I'm, you know, I would suggest I never do. I don't, don't sit down and stare at people's other. Uh, well, I don't sit down and you know, kind of stare at other people's work of an area because then you will go like, oh man, this one's great. I wonder where this is. Oh, it was in this, this, you know, if we're talking about Caragini, it was in this gorge. Once you're there, then that's all you see and it's all you're looking for. Um, yeah, and then you walk away and you're like, okay, all I've done is just I've, I've done what the last guy did. Whereas you know. If you go in with a blank canvas, you just spend time just wandering around. Um, Back in um, 2013, I lived in Portland, Oregon, and uh, I um, was planning on like a really big trip. Not that it was far, but I was spending a lot of time uh, taking pictures in the Columbia River Gorge. And Yeah, that place is unreal. It is. um, But I had like, of course, stumbled upon the work of Mark Adamus and... Uh, yep. he had this shot of this waterfall. Never, never heard of him. <laughs> yeah, right. He had this shot of this waterfall and I was just like so enthralled by it that I literally spent like three hours hiking up and down the side of this 
hill trying to find this waterfall and i never found it like yeah i mean well, <laughs> and it's just funny uh, i was the same when i went <laughs> to oregon that was 2013 it doesn't feel like that long ago but six years ago and um yeah kind of the same thing like when i saw all those things and you know mark's work and and then some of the the local guys like i think i think i saw a lot of ryan um dyer's work as well sure sure and at the time definitely miles miles had a lot of work from around there that I'd seen. I'm trying to remember it so long at whose work I saw. Um, yeah, for sure. Um, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Elijah. I met him and um, Hanley or Hanley, young young fella. Um, he was around there. I met up with him. Um, we yeah, but so his work I'd seen and same thing. You go into those gorges and you know like going around into Ellawa Falls and it was like and people then replicated it, but like. I obviously didn't shoot it, yeah. but like seeing that awesome shot that, I mean, Mark had a lot of work from there, but that one he has of, there's a little pool of water that gathers in a big boulder. Um, and he oh, had yeah. that epic reflection, you know, and back in the day when I saw that, I was like, Jesus Christ, like seeing that and having not been there before, it was just like, oh, these shots are insane. Oh, I have that exact shot. Yeah. So, I mean, I've seen it then done heaps of times and I saw the spot and I went, oh, it's, it's just, it was just cool to, and I was a bit younger. Right, I think like, I was 20. Oh, this is literally a, you're like, this is exactly where he was standing. <laughs> yeah, and so I was 22 then, and it was you know, a bit younger, and sure. it was kind of a you know probably a bit of a fanboy moment, just being like, man, this is this is the spot. Like this, this it was just <laughs> cool. Yeah, it was just cool because, um, yeah, it was it was just a weird, weird like I don't know. It was just a bit of a a spin out, and then you know even just going up and seeing um fairy falls, like you know, they're right on the track, but God, like just they're so, and from someone that's from like. You know, Western Australia is like the, like a polar opposite to, to Oregon. <laughs> Everything's so like, desert. I'm all this, oh man! Like I described to people here, like seeing all that stuff. It's like it's a to me, it was just like a fairy tale. Like it's, I'm like it's so green and it's so lush. Like yeah, our forests here are just dry. Yeah, it's funny though. I was, the reason I told you that story is because like I wasted so much time trying to find this one spot, right, where I should have just just took in my camera and just walked around in the forest for a long time and found my own stuff. But I was so focused on getting this one photo that I probably missed out on like 20, 30 shots that were awesome, you know? Yep, definitely. Which is again, why it's like, well, but I mean, you could go to the same waterfall and do something different. Oh, absolutely. And it's the same thing. Like, like I was saying with Ella, like standing there, I was like, you know, I didn't shoot it. But it was like, it's, this is sick. Like just, yeah. it was so cool to see like a photo that photo in particular, I guess, like you look at it and you then you get there and you're like, oh, it was that's the creativity behind you. Like, oh, it's just a tiny little puddle that he found in a rock and he made it such a sick photo. Yeah. Um, well, what's interesting about that, seeing, um, <laughs> that little rock, I don't think it actually holds a whole lot of water most of the year. So, like, if you want water no. to be in it, you have to actually put it there. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think there was water in it when I was there, but, you know, maybe someone okay. had just been there before me. But then even, yeah, so then the stuff, like, same thing, like, you can go to the same waterfall, but, like, the stuff TJ has, he has a shot of, I'm pretty sure it's of Ellawa Falls from, like, if you're looking at the waterfall, it's up on the left, I think. Oh, yeah, I've shot from up there I hope there I'm not butchering this. Yeah, man, he's, he's got a killer one from up there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's yeah, it's funny, cool though. It's just cool seeing the different stuff. Yeah, so I guess that that's all you know to wrap all that up. Is this? It's that same idea, like trying not to look. If you know you're going somewhere, just not looking at what other people do, and just hoping then you don't come home and go like, I found this epic composition. And go, oh, it's the one that everyone else has done. Yeah, it's so it's kind of funny. You know, I didn't used to think a whole lot about. I mean, here in the states, we call that comp stomping. You know. Yeah. But uh, I'm curious, like, what do you think about comp stomping? Like, do you think it's is it an okay thing to do if you do? Like, is there certain things that you should be saying or doing afterwards? Or what are your thoughts on that? Uh, I think when, you, when you're starting out, I was going to say young, but that's just because I started young. When, when you get into it, <laughs> right. yeah, you could be 50. But I, th I think there's probably value in doing it. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Just figuring out. Cause I think, I think. I'm just trying to, you know, kind of think it up on the spot. I think that's probably a really good tool. You know, like if you started playing guitar, you're not going to start writing your own songs straight away, right? Um, <laughs> so you're gonna, you're gonna, you know, 
learn some basics and then then whatever you like, like. if you're a zeppelin fan twinkle then twinkle like, little yeah. star yeah you'll start with that and then then you'll work your way up and before you know you're playing zeppelin you're like yeah that's cool but i, well, I guess music's a bit different not many people write i mean i don't know about you casual, but, I, but i don't know about you but i'd feel pretty good if i could ever play a led zeppelin song on the guitar <laughs> yeah i was i was a um i'm a classically trained guitar i don't do it much anymore but that was also my thing all through high school was classical guitar so yeah um, nice but I never wrote a song and I never will write a song. So <laughs> I'm, I'm, so, I'm song stomping. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't know. I think there's definitely value in it when you're starting out because you could see that, see that photo and rock up and go, okay, this is how they did it. And, and it's a learning process. And then if you're going to use it on your social media, especially social media, you might blow up off a photo that was definitely not your idea. So it's probably a good idea to say, you know, inspired by at least. Um, yeah. But at this no, stage, yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with it for sure. I think it's a good learning well, tool, but definitely I think it's smart to say like, oh, I got this idea off of this guy. Yeah, and I think I you know, I th- I think it's probably yeah, just contextual. So if you, if if you're further into your career, let's call it, um or you're well established or you clearly know what you're doing, um you know, the the fun in it should be trying to find something new. Um, yeah you just you just and i know everyone says the same you're just not going to get the same uh satisfaction um Mm -hmm. out of doing something that's been been done before and i don't think people get like offended when they get copied but it is weird when people copy your shot especially if it's a shot that like maybe you're the only person who has it and like i've i've had it done before but with stuff that's some spots are naturally like that's I would definitely say the more obvious composition, but then sure. Um, well, I had a yeah. I don't know. I had probably my first experience of that like this last week. Uh, somebody like it was kind of weird. Uh, this guy friended me on Facebook, and then like a week later, he posts this photo from New Mexico in this spot that like I've literally never seen anyone else take this shot before. It's like super unique, um, middle of nowhere in the in the wilderness but it but it's super obvious because it has these two huge stone um hoodoos sticking up out of the ground yeah and i and i i use those to frame the milky way (laughs) and like i literally have never seen anyone else shoot that and then this guy posted a photo that was like almost identical to mine and like there was no yeah there was no mention of me or anything and i've never never seen anyone else shoot it and so i commented i was like oh that looks familiar that's all i said something like that and like just just not even a comment it was i guess yeah i guess maybe if you had to play yeah devil's advocate you could say maybe like it's one of those rare like like i'd kind of said earlier where you rock up to that same spot and you go i've just found something crazy and then you find out like someone's already done it yeah i mean maybe 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 he just found it like i did but that's very possible yeah, it was yeah, just strange because I'm devil's advocate. But. Yeah, because I literally, I've literally never ever seen anyone else with that photo, so it was just strange. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's I've, yeah, it's 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 odd, but that's yeah. that's also like these days with Instagram, like you, oh, there's so much stuff that you, I've seen so many times, and I guess you don't know where people are at in their process, the, the, the stages of their yeah their career, but I guess um. Yeah, you definitely see it a few times and you're scrolling through Instagram and you're like, okay, I guess this is the hot spot now. And, okay, this, <laughs> right. is the, this is the new spot. But then having said that, you know, like visiting Utah was never really on my radar. And, t- and, and what a, you know, Utah's a crazy, like oh, stunning, like such a stunning place. You could make a career you know, out of Utah. Oh, it's, it was driving through it. My cousin was with us at the time she came camping with us. She'd been living in Utah and she's lived all over the, all over the world really. Um, but she's from Denver and she came with us and we're going to all these places and she's just going like, I don't even, and she, you know, she camping was part of her job when she was living there. And she was like, I've never even heard of some of these places. And we're driving, you know, you go up through forests in Utah and the next minute then you're in just bad right. lands and you're like, How? the landscape changed so fast. It's nuts. It was nuts. <laughs> but I, that would have never been on my radar until the first stuff of there I would have had to have seen would have been Alex's. Mm-hmm. Um, Alex Noriega's and you know you just you just saw some of that area stuff and you're like it's the same thing it's like I just want to visit the place I want to see the place um you're probably not going to replicate 
with aerial stuff in particular, what someone else has done. Like people have tried, you know, good <laughs> people have definitely tried. But like, good luck finding the needle in that haystack. Like, right, you know, where the aerial stuff I did with the drone off there, you launch it off that cliff, and again, David was just like, man, this. If you just he just told me like, this is where you can camp, and then over here is this is where there's some sick stuff out here. But it's the same with the aerial stuff. I think it's yeah, you, uh, probably easier to do with that people because you just go like, yeah, good luck if you if you're trying to replicate what I did or find that spot. Like, especially if you're doing it with a drone, it's like right. And out there when I was there, it was crazy windy. I think I had my drone three and a half k's away or something, or whatever that is in miles. Um, and it was so windy, just so windy. The thing <laughs> kept last signal for anyone that flies the <laughs> the drones. Yeah, and they, it kept like flipping. They'll get wind under them every now and then, like, and you'll actually it'll push it up enough that you'll see oh, the wow. camera roll. Um, so every time I'd bring it back, I would just take the memory card out, put a new battery in, new memory card as well, and then stand there. So I was like, you know, I thought I was, I was like, I'm probably <laughs> going to lose the drone, um, but if I've got the memory cards, then you know, it, it just sucks yeah. money wise. But at least I've got the photos. But I got it back. I was I was 100% prepared that day to lose it. But like seeing, just seeing places like that, like even with my missus there and she's, we're just looking at this, you look out to this, to the horizon, those badlands are just... Oh, yeah, that place is nuts. Like I know what you're moon. talking and it's like, nuts. Um, yeah. And like Andrew, Andrew, sorry, I don't know how to pronounce his last name either. Studer? Or St- oh, yeah, Studer. Yeah, dude. Yeah, from... like, but that video he did of, you know, something Yeah, with the astronaut. That's yeah, crazy. Yeah, and it's like that's exactly like he captured it perfectly like that's what it is it's you feel like you're on the moon it's crazy oh yeah it, that, that place is bonkers i went there the, for the first time this year and i was like this place is amazing yeah so but then yeah it's so for me to have gone there it was for, for me i think a lot of the time it's more like i just want to see these places too like shoot them or not i want to experience them like i want to see these crazy places yeah so, no that was awesome so yeah, again, like without having Alex, I think it was Alex I first saw um, that did it. I, without ever having seen his stuff from there, I would have never known of it. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So there's that that side of it too. Like you're not going out there to copy it, but you're like, I do want to. I definitely want to see it. Yeah. So like on the flip side of that, what motivates you to take photographs? One of the things you had kind of mentioned to me was not seeking approval from others, and I'm curious kind of how that plays out in terms of your use of social media and and kind of what motivates you to take pictures to begin with uh, i'm just i'm just an arrogant prick <laughs> uh, no no um i think i think because i started you know 13 years ago there wasn't it was blogs back then and it was really um at least here it was just local guys like i think everyone that i knew back then there was a couple guys from over east and literally probably 15 dudes that were all Perth or WA based and it was just this little blogging community hmm. um, and you just share your stuff on there and you'd go visit everyone's blog to see what they're doing. Like it was just so different and it was, I think for me it kind of stemmed from there. It was just I'm doing like, like I said, that first day I was just in love with it um, hmm. and just be, I've just become obsessed with it and, you know, that that has only grown, like it never changed. And so I think it was just always like I'm doing this for me and particularly in this era with you know social media it's like you know my social media following is definitely nothing um exciting <laughs> and you know i wish i when i first heard of instagram that i was smart enough to go like oh, a photo sharing platform that oh, everyone what a great idea outside of photography is getting yeah i should have i wish i got on board with that earlier but <laughs> yeah it's I, I don't know it's um i'm doing this for me like this is whether or not like i until the kimberly work that i put out um, I'm, well, I'm still trickling out. Um, it, I hadn't put anything really new out, maybe the odd photo here or there, but for like a year or something. And I've got so much stuff just banked up and it's just partly as I've grown with my photography, it's always just been like, I really am just doing this for me. I don't, I don't want to say, I don't care what you think. Um, you as in the community. Um, <laughs> but I'm definitely not seeking, I'm definitely not seeking approval if there's stuff, but I, I'm trying to, uh, make sense of this I, I, i'm not i'm not seeking approval from people i don't know or whose work does you know right it's it's like i'm you know a movie critic who's never made a movie or something it's like you know what do you really know type thing like so someone might comment on your stuff on instagram and 
and I'm, I'm not putting stuff on Instagram for advice. I'm just sharing. If, I, if I'm putting up there, I'm just sharing it. Like this is just my little Instagram gallery. Love it or hate it. Or if you don't like it, you know, piss off. I don't care. Um, so if uh, another photographer um, makes a comment about your image, like, oh, I really like this, but like, what if you tried doing X, Y, Z? That would piss you off? Wouldn't piss. It's, it's, uh, it, it, it depends who it is. If it's just some, and you go onto so-and-so's <laughs> page and you're just like, mate like what are you talking about like you've just picked up a camera right and it's not to sound like Mm -hmm. i'm hating on people but i think people you know i guess that's why there's outside of photography people get depressed you know being too heavily involved in social media but you know someone whose work i love and someone i'm mates with and you know someone who clearly knows what they're doing says like i would have liked to have seen this like then i'll then you go okay well that makes sense like that so i think it has to be you know, you have to really pay attention to who it's coming from. Like if it's just sure. some some person you've never met and they, they comment like, oh, you know, this is shit. You'd just be like, well, who are you? Who are you yeah, again? who are you? <laughs> and also did I? Yeah, did I know. I, I feel like the, I feel like having that relationship established first is probably kind of important. Yeah. If it's someone you know and you know they've got good intentions um, and 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 they actually know what they're talking about, definitely take it on board it doesn't mean you have to have to do it um but it's the same thing like i've got like so you know if you've got those handful of photographers you really like like most people are pretty cool and you know i could send stuff you know if it was david i could send him stuff and just say like what do you think of this or um same with ryan ryan's done Uh. that for me and i'm just like man there's something not sitting right with this or or mates over here like you know i could send stuff to scott or or my mate rick or anything and they'll and i'm just like you know i want when you're doing that, definitely ask. Make sure you're asking people for honest feedback. If they think it's crap, like tell me. And what, what, why am I delusional in seeing something? You know, thinking there's something in this. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I think, and I tell people the same. If I've had people ever ask me for, you know, what do you think of it? I'll go like, I'm, um, and you know, like those camera club events. I've said, like, I'm gonna. I hope you don't hate me, but there's no use in me, you know, sugarcoating this because it's not gonna do you any favors like i want to hear the harsh truth too <laughs> right exactly so, yeah i want to hear i want to yeah i'm i'm not against my work being critiqued by any means but if it's someone you know if it's some dude that's taking photos of his you know dog and on his iphone and then he's like oh man you know the you know you really should have you know the color here doesn't work what he's like what are you talking who are you, like who are you again <laughs> so i think what? in that sense like i've been lucky that i can just I'm, I'm, yeah, I was gonna say not a, not everyone has that like has people that they can bounce stuff off of, but I think it's a really important thing to have for sure. Especially the guys that it would, you know. Again, I don't have a huge following. Like I think of sixteen, fifteen, sixteen thousand on Instagram, which compared to some of the other dudes is nothing. Um, so I could only imagine some of the stuff they're getting, like the guys with a hundred thousand or whatever, and they put something up and same. They must just have. Oh, I'm sure they people. get something all the just, time. Yeah, so then it would, you know, that's a different scale. So I'm a bit ignorant in that sense. But for years, I've just, you know, it definitely comes off as arrogant, but it's not meant to be. It's just like, I'm doing this for me. Um, I feel like if you get to that point where you get that kind of engagement and it's constant, I feel like you, unless you're, I don't know, unless you take it too seriously, you just kind of shake it off and don't even read it. Yeah, probably. ideally and hopefully, <laughs> you know? like I would, or just laugh it off. <laughs> yeah, and it's like you're always going to have a percentage of people that just hate for no reason, you know, like for sure. So, no, I don't know. I wanted to uh I wanted to dig a little bit deeper in something you said earlier and kind of connect it to something and kind of explore that a little bit. So uh, uh, before we I, I just want to say I hope people don't <laughs> I hope I don't sound as arrogant as I feel saying all of that because it's it's this is a selfish thing. Like I'm doing this cuz I love doing it. Um, no, that's, no, that's cool. So but yeah, again, if any of these guys work who I love and are mates with, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not saying their their criticism isn't. I I do I do listen to them. You know, I'm just saying the masses. Maybe everyone right. should be paying too much. Attention. Well, you mentioned that you're kind of doing it for yourself. That's kind of what's motivating you. Um, I also know that you've got several pieces in art galleries across uh, WA. And um, I'm kind of curious what that relationship yeah. looks like between, you know, you're shooting for yourself, but you're also wanting to share it with other people and you probably want to monetize it so that you can continue to do it. So I'm curious, like, what is that relationship between the monetization and doing it for yourself look like? So that that's 
those, I guess, kind of commercial decisions, then I'll really talk to each gallery owner and it's more just like, what do you want to show? Like, you know your clients better than I do. Um, so if, if they're wanting to display my work, then, yeah, and, it, and then you, it, you also just find out what sells. Here, it's very, like, WA is very um, local, so people mm. are, they want stuff that they know. Yep. Like they, I've had people see stuff from that I've got from. I, th- I think Antelope Canyon would probably be a good good example. And people see that, so you know, Antelope Creek Canyon's nuts. Again, a place everyone that's blown up. But again, just go see places like that. Place is crazy. Like just to see it, right? And uh, yeah, people see photographs from there, and they're like, "Oh, this is amazing!" And then they're like, you know, they're kind of frothing over it, and then they go where is it? Like they think it must be some cave in WA they've never heard of. And they go, yeah, it's oh, in Arizona. You know, it's in Arizona. <laughs> yeah. And, and they literally just shut off and they're just like, ah, too bad. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, that makes sense. I feel like, like... Man, I was 90% of the way to a sale there. And then, yeah. If, so it's here. It's people want to knowing your audience. People want to see photos of places they've been to. Yeah. So, and there's exceptions to that, but For sure. I've, I, I've had people in the States buy stuff of, stuff from Australia they've never been to. And it might just be more of having something that's kind of an escape from your own reality mm-hmm, mm-hmm. of wherever you might live. Um, yeah, for me, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of constantly when, you know, there's there's stuff that'll, if you know it's selling and once once it sells, just like, just replace that one. Like that, that just becomes a, the commercial side of things. But the portfolio of work isn't, I've never, and that's probably maybe a bad business move. But again, I've, I'm, there's stuff on my website that I've sold and I'll see the print sale come through and I just go like, man, I wish that wasn't even on there. Like, And after the sale, sometimes I'll take it down because I'd want, one, it might not sell ever again anyway. And it's, you know, I'm not, I'm not selling thousands of prints. So it's like, well, I still want my gallery to be, reflect what I um, enjoy and what, what, what I'm proud of. Mm-hmm. Um, even though there might be, you know, three percent of the photos you're only proud of but <laughs> i was gonna say yeah, like i think so i try to leave that up to other people yeah like when you're out taking pictures um are you thinking about at all like is this a photo that i can sell or is that even nah. part, that's not part of your process at all no so i've never and that's what i mean that's probably kind of a bit from a business standpoint it doesn't that is probably a bad move but you could you know if you want to do that you could I, you know i'm just off the top of my head, you could, I could always start, you could start another website that's just kind of all your, you know, call it stock or whatever. And it's like, you know, here in WA, people love having blue beach photos up on their walls. We've got some cr- like stunning beaches here, mm. um, which I have in my portfolio anyway. And it's just because like, you know, I'm at these crazy beach where the water's bluer than you can imagine. It's like, yeah, I want to shoot. I, I, I still enjoy shooting that. Um, <laughs> but you could have a website that's pretty much just all of that and you'd probably do really well. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> So, but no, it's never, it's never influenced, like, which is also, I guess, in part why it's taken me so long to start releasing any new work, even on Instagram again, because it's just like more these days, it's like I'm less inclined to share because once I've done it, I'm like, hey, I love that photo. It's like you kind of then for three months forget to share it. Um, <laughs> but it's, yeah, I don't know. And then, you know, three months passes and you look at it again and you go, oh, it's actually terrible and then and then david drops a whole new collection of epic <laughs> photos and you just go well i'm not even gonna bother see that's what you gotta do you have to collect up your your blue beach photos and then and then you know drop like a 13 year album that has like 42 just blue beach shots and call it like blue tones of wa and drop that and be like yeah and in, see that's inspired by david thompson <laughs> right or it's but, yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, so, yeah yeah so but no i i um yeah i never i've never i've just always i've been i've been lucky in that so i guess some of the stuff i've shot that has sold well so like one of my best sellers would be um i don't know if you've seen it it's a, a place here called nature's window up in calbury it's about six and a half hours north of perth mm. um and it's this natural rock formation that's like a window and it looks out sits up on top of a cliff and looks out over the Murchison River um, that kind of snakes its way into view and then sit like then goes like dead center in the frame and out towards the horizon and uh yeah that's I've got a couple from there I've got like a sunrise where I got like the gnarliest sunrise I've ever seen so I luck got real lucky there and then I've got a moonrise a couple moonrise photos through there 
Hmm. Um, but that was one of the spots where, so that's probably my bestseller. The, it's called Cherish These Moments. And that was, you know, that was a spot where I'd been there as a kid and I vaguely remembered it. Um, and then you might see it in like tourism brochures or whatever. And like, have many yet 2016 or something, I think it was. And I was like, how is there no, I remember one day just being like, how is there no good, like I Googled it. And I was like, there's no good photo, like professional, there's no epic photos of nature's window. And so I then went on uh, whatever that app is and saw like when the sun would line up at sunrise, we're hoping it wouldn't, found out it did. And yeah, went out there at the time, it must have been nine months later or something. I ended up getting up there and first morning was terrible. And the second morning, yeah, it was a crazy sunrise, um, which worked well with all the red rocks and that. But so like that was, and then that's like an, kind of an iconic WA spot, even though a lot of people have asked me where it is. I'm like, how do you live here? How do you not know nature's window? Um, so yeah, like in that sense, that's lucky that like that one, I loved shooting it. I, I, I enjoy the photograph and then, and it's also sold well. So that's, and then that's the decision. I go, I go, well, this one sells well. I'll keep printing this one. Yeah, that's. I just found um, it on your website. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, oh, man. And the whole sky was like that. So I only needed a portion of it, but the whole sky was just nuts. It's sick. And that morning was just crazy. Like I remember it um, like so vividly. Like there was late just after that, there was like, you know, swans going up the river. There was wild pigs around. Like I could see wild pigs. <laughs> there, was, um, there was a bunch of kangaroos around. Like, um, yeah, it was, it was that was like, just so it's like stuff like that was just an awesome morning. And then I get lucky that it also sparked, like sparks the interest of people that want to hang it on their wall. But having, you know, having said all that art sales in WA, I mean, I guess in Australia with kind of a slow economy of been, not being, I mean, there'll be exceptions to the rule, but they definitely haven't been what they were a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, being such a luxury item, it's kind of one of the first things people stop spending money on. <laughs> right. Uh, who do you think people should hear about here on the podcast? I would love to hear from uh, a couple of people. Um, one of my good mates, Rick, that I'd mentioned, I think I mentioned earlier. Ricardo, his name is Ricardo Dacuna. I hope I'm pronouncing that right, mate. I never say his last name. So yeah, he's got some awesome work. He, um, I've known him for, and he was one of those kind of guys where I'd, we went on a camping trip over in Victoria along the Great Ocean Road. And even at that time, he was one of those guys like where I'd, we were shooting completely different things. Like I, I think that was the last time I've ever been out shooting with someone. I tend, I, again, this is something I do for me. Like I like to be alone. Like I like mm-hmm, no distractions mm-hmm. type thing. But um, with him, it was it worked so well because he was looking for complete. Like we weren't treading on each other's toes. Um, so we would stop and look at. He'd stop, you know, stop and look at something, and I'm just going, "What is? What is he even looking at? Like, <laughs> I have no idea." So. That worked really well, and his yeah, and his work now he's got this kind of illustrative style and storytelling style. So he'd be interesting to hear from. It's you know, it's a, I guess a bit of a t- departure mm-hmm. from traditional landscape stuff, but um, he'd definitely be an interesting person yeah. to hear of, hear from. Um, and the other one, I've never we've you know gone back and forth because I've called her the the goat of aerial photography a number of times, <laughs> um, but uh, and. I apologize to her if I mispronounced this, but Tanya um, Malkin or Tanya, um, not sure. If people want to follow her on Instagram um, to blow up her feed, it's TM underscore art photo. Um, And her area of work is just like insane in like, it's incredible. Um, So she's another person that spent a lot of time in in the air. Looking at it now, it's really good. (laughs) <laughs> it's it man it's and there's a bunch of people like that out in wa hers is just one that stands out to me at the moment and it's just yeah just mind-boggling and um i was fortunate enough this year i haven't actually i forgot to put anything on online but i was fortunate enough to be a top five i think it was top five it was exhibited anyway uh, one of my aerial photographs came in as a finalist against her. So as soon as I saw her name in the mix, I'm like, well, I'm not going to win that one. But, uh, <laughs> You're like, oh, and well. Sure, and oh, well. <laughs> dude, sure enough, she won it. So, and, and, yeah, I and see. rightly so. She yeah, won her work's 20, awesome. 2019 Ariel. <laughs> yeah, so she did really well. Um, and Ariel's not, you know, the bulk of my work, but so I was just happy to be in the mix there. But yeah, um, yeah, no, awesome. her work, she'd, she'd be cool to, to hear from, especially someone living that, that, that kind of, you know, remote up in the, I think she's in the territory, so 
I would love to talk to you more about um, your aerial work and the process. And we can, when we're done here, we'll, we can record some more for, for our listeners on Patreon, if you're cool with that. Absolutely. Awesome. Cool, man. Well, thanks so much. This has been a lot of fun. Man, thanks for having me. You are, yeah, like I said to you before, I don't know what people would possibly want to hear from me, but you got you got got me blabbering. So hopefully there's yeah. something of value to people. <laughs> oh, I think so. I think so. Otherwise, send send all of your your hate mail to Dylan Dylan Fox on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, yeah. So again, hopefully it didn't doesn't come across as arrogant. But I think if everyone and most people are, if you're just doing it because you love it, like who really cares? Yeah, no, I agree. All right. Well, thanks to Dylan for joining us on the podcast. I had a wonderful time sharing the microphone with you this week, and I can't lie, I'm a huge fan of your work. So keep it up. Well, if you enjoyed the podcast, don't forget, you can also listen to over 90 bonus episodes over on Patreon. It's a great way to support the podcast at, the, at a level that you think is reasonable. Just visit uh, patreon.com slash fstop and listen. I talk a lot about the value for value model and why I have chosen to use it to finance the podcast. I don't believe that you should have to listen to completely unrelated advertisements about products that you'll never buy. If you value the podcast, I think you'll support it, and Patreon is the number one way to do that. Speaking of, I want to thank our newest patron. We have one new patron this week. Uh, It's Joshua Wallace. Thank you so much, Joshua, for helping support the show and for keeping the show going. I really appreciate it. Okay, well, as we have previously mentioned, we have reached one of the goals for the podcast, which was $1,000 a month. I promised almost two years ago that when we reached that mark on Patreon that I would develop a Landscape Photography Conservation Award. I've developed the criteria for the award and we are still seeking nominations through the end of the year. You can learn more about how to do that in the liner notes of the podcast. Uh, We have received donations and sponsorships from listeners and brands that are aligned with our message of responsible landscape photography. So far, the award is over $1,500, and we have some amazing bonus prizes that have been given to us by some awesome brands. Uh, We've already talked a little bit at the beginning about one of them from Shimoda Designs. Uh, We also have uh, Reed Art and Imaging. Uh, They are a fine art print lab located here in Colorado, and they are my print lab of choice for high-end acrylic prints. Uh, they're really great customer service and I really enjoy working with them. So reach out to Michael over there. Uh, he's really fun to work with. Uh, Reed is donating to the winner a $500 credit towards the purchase of an acrylic print. Uh, we also have a donation from Tamron. Uh, the camera lens manufacturer is donating to the winner of the award a 45 millimeter F1.8 lens, a $599 value. We also have Viewbug. Uh, it's a popular photo sharing and contest website, and they're donating a Pro Plus membership to the winner of the award, which is a $179 value. And lastly, uh, QT Luang. He's a photographer and uh, supporter of the podcast. He is donating a limited edition copy of his amazing award-winning photo book, Treasured Lands. Uh, Treasured Lands is a book all about the 61 U.S. national parks with location and photography notes for each photograph. And uh, that limited edition version is valued at $245. Well, let's, let's, uh, let's quickly thank our patrons who, have, who we like to call our podcast producers. They help shape the direction of the show through Google Hangouts that, that we host on a regular basis. And they're really helping keep the show afloat with their contributions. I also really encourage you, the listeners, to give thanks to them uh, in any way you can, whether it's uh, checking out their websites, which I've linked to over on the podcast page on my website, um, or taking one of their workshops or buying one of their tutorials, whatever they have to offer, check it out. Uh, They're amazing people for supporting the show. So thanks to uh, Jack Curran, uh, Eric Stenslin, Chris Rice, Jeff Peterson, Jason Clardy, Timothy Floyd, Suzanne Mathia, Gary Randall, Michael Rung, Frank Otto Peterson, Zachary Smith, Richard Wong, Matthias Joland, James Bakavoy, Danny LeFrancois, Ken Dono, William Nurse, Lori Berenson, Anton Everine, 
Charlotte Gibb and David Kingham. Thank you guys so much. I really appreciate you. All right, well, let's talk about who we have coming up on the show. Uh, so next week, we have uh, Michael Fry. Uh, we had such a wonderful conversation, and I am really looking forward to sharing that episode with you. Just full of so much wisdom and awesome conversation. We also have Carl Vandenboom. He is the founder of Valeray Photography Gloves. We have Paul Reifer, a landscape photographer from the United Kingdom. Uh, Jeff Bartlett, a photographer from the Pacific Northwest. Uh, Michael Strickland, a film photographer specializing in panoramic photography. And Jonathan Tilly, a personal brand marketing expert. All right. Well, thanks for stopping in, collaborating with us, and listening. We'll see you next week.